thank you for tuning in to AnchorCast. Please remember to subscribe and follow us on social media at Anchor Nights to get the latest updates about events, meetings, and uploads. We hope you enjoy today's episode. We started this series, Next is Now, looking at the book of Joshua in the Old Testament, right? And for the people that this book is written about, the Israelites, like it was a big period of transition for them. It was a big period of change. We talked about this last week. They, they were a people in the midst of so much change. And the Israelites, they had come out of 400 years of slavery. Then they went through 40 years of wandering in the desert and a new generation of Israelites had been born and raised during this time in the desert and they're about to go into the land of Canaan. And this is a promised land that had been promised to the Israelites generations before. Man, we, could, we, we all know transitions can be hard, right? Like change can be hard, change can be rough and you know, like, sometimes we're just not prepared for it. We just aren't prepared. You, you know what's a big change that we're not prepared for? I know every one of us has been through it. It's, it was the transition for me from sixth grade to seventh grade. Like, no one prepares you for that change. Right? I remember I walking onto campus at Alta Sierra. I did seventh grade at Alta Sierra. Any um, Bruins in the house? Whoop, whoop. You guys stink. Because then I became a Bronco the next year. Broncos in the house? Yeah, yeah, that's what's up. I peaked in high school. And so anyway, and so uh, sixth to seventh grade, big transition, big old change. Nothing will prepare you for it. I remember walking on campus, right? First day, I'm late, which is the worst possible thing to do. I don't know where my first class is. Emphasis on first class, because that's the first year where you have multiple classes, right? Nothing prepared me. For, for the classes all over campus and all that, like I was used to one class. I was used to one teacher. I was used to one set of classmates, right? Like I was just not prepared for that change. And it, it, you know, I had, in kindergarten, it's, it's like that's where my counting got really good. Like I got good at counting in kindergarten, right? You remember last week I told you about my friend John Pino. We met, we had the same Obi-Wan Kenobi backpack and it was like, we're best friends. Well, it's like that year, I think you get really good. Like you can count like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Right? From kindergarten on, I knew that after six came seven. And so I knew that after sixth grade came seventh grade. And even with after all that knowledge, I was not prepared for next. Sometimes change and transition can just be super difficult. And the Israelites, for hundreds and hundreds of years, they knew that the next was the promised land. They knew that next for them was on its way. They had, got, they had caught a glimpse of it 40 years prior. Before they started wandering the desert, they got a glimpse of the promised land. It was next. And all of a sudden, thank you, next, turned into, oh, no, it's now. Do you understand what I'm saying? All of a sudden, next was now. And that change, that transition, no matter how much you know it's coming, it's got to be uncomfortable. It's got to be a little uncomfortable. 
Last week, we looked at how not only are they going to come into this promised land, but the Israelites also lost their beloved leader, Moses. This man they held into high esteem, their leader that they thought was going to take them to next, he passed away in a pivotal time for them, and a new leader is assigned. We talked about this verse last week in Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 through 2. It says, after the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. He said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I am giving them. And we learned last week that, that Joshua just didn't come into this position by chance, right? It wasn't because he just happened to be at the right place at the right time. No, God chose him. God ordained him for this time. And he had spent his time in the now. Remember, we talked about this. He had spent his time in the now, wherever he was, whatever position he was in, as a slave or as Moses' aide, his right-hand man, he used the now to prepare for next. But now comes the time when now has to move to next. It comes the time where he has to move from now to next. And I think these first several verses of Joshua have a lot to teach us about stepping into our calling. I think these first several verses, verses have a lot to teach us about stepping into growth, stepping into what God has planned for us. See, last week we talked all about seizing the moment, right? Last week we talked about how you can get caught up and look into the past or look into the future that you miss what God is trying to do now, right? Because what Jesus is bringing to you next, he is preparing in you now. Remember that? That was our main point. But this week is all about what we need to do when next gets here. What we need to do when next gets here. And this title of this message is moving from now to next. Moving from now to next. Turn to your neighbor. Turn to your neighbor. Turn to your neighbor and say, "I'm moving to next." Turn to your neighbor. Say, "I'm moving to next." I'm moving. I'm moving to next. <clears throat> like I, I don't know. I don't know if you ever been like in a situation where you felt like the weight was on you. Like, like pressure to perform is on you. I don't know if you've been in one of those situations. Like. Like a basketball game is on the line, right? Basketball game's on the line. It's like two seconds left to go, and you got to make the final shot. It's all on you, all eyes on you, and you have the pressure, right? And like you've, you've trained your whole life for this, right? You're a basketball player. This is what you do. You take shots. You may, it doesn't matter if you can make 30 in a row. When it gets to that moment, when it gets to that type of pressure, man, it's a whole different type. Of game, am I right? That's a different type of situation. Look, I, I, I'm looking around and I'm thinking, you know, I, I don't, I don't know if a lot of you relate to this whole athletic basketball thing. Okay, so let me put it into terms that maybe some of you will get. I don't know, ladies, what this situation is, but guys, I'm going to give you the situation. Y'all going to relate to this? Okay, the pressure's on you. Okay, you're playing war zone, bro. Circle's closing, man. Gas is getting down, and your whole squad gets wiped. And you're the last man alive. 
You got 10 people left on the map, dude, and it's up to you. You got to buy the homies back. You ever have a moment like that? You know what I mean? Like you're like, ooh, 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 I'm getting sweaty in here. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on your sweater already. Mom's spaghetti, you're nervous. You know what I mean? It's just like a crazy, you got that pressure. And no matter how much you train for that moment, okay, you know it's a different type of situation. Joshua, Joshua was in a pressure situation. See, no matter how much he trained, no matter how much he learned, no matter how much he grew in the now, nothing fully prepares you for next. Some of you, last week I heard in your group discussions, you said, I I don't even know how to fully prepare now for next because I don't even know what next is. Nothing will fully prepare you for what next is. And I'm sure no matter how confident Joshua was on the outside, no matter how much training and discussion that he had with Moses, no matter if he knew he was going to be the next leader, nothing was going to fully prepare him for what was next. And all of a sudden, they get to the edge of the promised land and the pressure to lead a nation through trials and battles and change was going to be on him. That's a different type of pressure. Moses dies and God tells Joshua, the time is now. The time is now. You've been elevated to QB1 status. Lead this team. Here's the first thing that I believe that God is teaching us through Joshua and how we can move from now to next. Here it is. If you're taking notes, write this down. Don't delay moving to next if God is calling you to it now. Don't delay moving to next if God is calling you to it now. I think a lot of us are grade A procrastinators. I think I can out-procrastinate anyone in this room. I seriously think I could. I'll prove it to you tomorrow. I, I, I think a lot of us are just, we put things off. We wait and we delay and we say, well, you know what, that's future me's problem. I, I don't want to deal with that now. If, if, look, if that's you, I'm like, you're the type of, this is how you can know that's you. If you're the type of person when your alarm goes off in the morning, and you hit snooze, and the alarm goes off again, and you hit snooze, and you're 10 snoozes deep, and you're late again, right? Like, that's, that, that's me. Like, getting out of bed is just, like, the hardest part of my day because I just want to sleep a little bit longer. You're delaying next for now. You're delaying next for now. Here's the thing. I believe that we can jeopardize our next if we're stuck in the now. I believe that we can jeopardize our next, miss out on next, miss out on where God's calling us to next if we are stuck in the now. If we don't move to next, when God brings us to next, we run the risk of never leaving now. See, last week was all about losing out on now because we're too focused on the past or future, but, but the opposite's also true. We can lose out on next because we don't want to leave now. Joshua, he's, he's got all this pressure, right? 
He's being called to lead a nation. He's got to lead a group of people. And on top of that, he's also dealing with this tremendous feeling of loss. I don't think we put this together when we read this because it seems to just gloss over it. But Moses passed away. And how many years did Joshua spend with Moses? Who was Moses to Joshua? Man, he was a friend. He was a mentor. He was the homie that he came to with everything. Man, Joshua is not only facing that type of pressure, but he's also dealing with the loss of a best friend. Joshua, man, he could have had so many excuses for not moving to next. He could have written the book on excuses for not moving to next. Well, God, God I'm, I'm still mourning. I'm not ready to lead. I, I, I lost my best friend. I lost my, my counselor, my teacher. I, I, can't, I can't do it. God, I'm not ready. God, I, I'm, I'm just not as good as Moses was. Everybody loved Moses. I, I, don't, I don't think everybody loves me. God, I don't, I don't want to be QB1. I'm good with being QB2. I like being the backup. I'm on the team, no pressure. I like that. God, pick, pick someone else, please. God, I, I kind of like it where I am. It's comfortable. I'm used to it. It's what I know. I mean, ask yourself, is that, is that you? Is God calling you to next, but you keep delaying it? Have you gotten comfortable in your now? Have you gotten complacent where you are in life, where you don't even want to think about changing things up? You're comfortable with now. But I'm telling you, if God is calling you to next, you need to move to it now. Don't delay the time is now. Maybe God's calling you to a deeper relationship with him, but, but you can't give up on, on that sin that keeps you from moving to that next level. Maybe, maybe you're comfortable with those friends you have. Maybe you like that friend group, and, and God's trying to tell you, hey, you got you to gotta move from there. You got to move from now to next, because I'm trying to grow you. I'm trying to lead you. I'm trying to pull you out of sin, but you're like, God, I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable where I am. I, I like drinking. I like smoking weed. I like it. It's what I want to do. I'm good here. But the time is now to remove the sin in your life so that God can enhance your life. Don't delay moving to next when God is calling you to it now. Man, maybe, maybe you're just delaying going to next because you're enjoying where you are now. And you, and you think that, hey, sex with your boyfriend, girlfriend is good. That friends with benefits, you like that. No strings attached. Just text, call away. It's good. And you think, man, what I got going on now I think is better than what God has for me next. But I'm telling you, no amount of sin is ever going to be greater than what God has for you. No amount of sin will ever be greater than what God has to offer you. If God is calling you to next, if he's calling you to growth, if he's calling you to a greater relationship with him, don't delay, the time is now. I mean, maybe, maybe it's not all about that for you. Maybe God is calling you to become like a junior high or high school small group leader. He's calling you to, hey, give up some of your free time. Put down the war zone for one night. I want, I want to do something with your life. I want you to influence people. Is he calling you to a place of influence? But maybe you don't think you can be relatable. You don't think you can be impactful enough. Well, I'm telling you, God wants to use your story. 
God wants to use your story. He wants to use where you've been and what you've done and what God has done in your life. He wants to use it, and he's calling you to next. Don't delay moving to next when God is calling you to it now. Is God calling you? Maybe he's calling some of you to switch your major. Maybe you're like, you're, you're, you, got, you already got a couple semesters in school. You're like, I can't switch my major now. I have to start over. But maybe God's, maybe God's pulling on your heart. Maybe God's saying, no, 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 I got something for you. I want you to pursue this. And you're like, ah, God, no, I kind of want it to be rich. I kind of want it to be like a businessman or businesswoman. I want it to be the first CEO of Google that's a woman. You know what I mean? Like whatever it is, maybe you got those dreams. Maybe, maybe it's like, no, God, I kind of want to be a pilot. You want me to be a, a pastor? You want me to be a missionary? I, I, I kind of think that I got it handled, God. I think I got it handled. I don't know if I want what you're calling me to. God, God I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's, God, I don't think I can handle what you're calling me to. God, I don't think I have the talent for that. I don't think I have the skill for that. What is God calling you to next right now? And what is keeping you from moving to it? Is it fear? Is it fear of failure? Fear of not being perfect? Fear of things not working out? Is it the anxiety of the unknown? Is it the fear that what God wants for you won't be as good as what you want for you? Is it the fear of moving from what is comfortable to something that makes us uncomfortable? Is it the fear of shouldering the pressure of change and the transition of leadership? What is it? The second thing God teaches us through Joshua is this. Write this down, write this down, this is good. When God has called you to do it, he will empower you to fulfill it. When God has called you to it, he will empower you to fulfill it. Joshua 1, 5 says this, no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Verse 9, this is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I'm at the age where, um, like, a lot of my friends are having kids now. Like, it just seems like one after another, like, pregnancy announcement. Like, people having babies, you know what I mean? And, like, I know my time is coming to be a dad soon, you know what I mean? Like, it's around the corner. You know, the wife and I are talking about it. We're planning it. And it's like, I'm excited. I'm excited to be a dad, right? And I know some of you are out here, you're excited to be dads. Some of you just want to be called daddy, and that's weird. But I, like, I'm excited. I'm excited to be a dad, you know? And there's, like, there's these dad moments that just give me so much joy when I think about them. One of them is when you're teaching your kid to ride a bike. Man, I love that. That's exciting. You know what I mean? Like, you always start them out. They're, like, little, and they don't have pedals. They just do the standy kind of, like, balance bike thing, right? Then after a while... You get him a bike, and it's got pedals, right? But what you do is you put those training wheels on the back, right? Like, how many of you guys had training wheels? 
Some of you are like, I never had training wheels. I was good from the start. You know, I rode dirt bikes when I was two. You know what I mean? No, no, like I had training wheels on my bike, but I'm excited for the day that my son or my daughter is going to want to take those training wheels out. They're ready. They have been preparing. They've been riding around and they're ready. And I know that they're going to say that they're ready, but as soon as you take those training wheels off, it's like, daddy, don't let go of my bike. You know, they're like petting. It's like, daddy, don't let go. I don't want to fall over, dad. Dad, don't. And you know what I'm going to say to my kid? I'm like, I'm, a, I'm right here. I'm right here. You've got this. You've got this. And I'm going to hold on to the back of their little bike. I'm going to make sure they don't fall over. I'm going to catch them if they fall. And they're going to be pedaling. And before you know it, they're going to be off. And I'm not even going to be holding the bike. And it's like, Dad, you got me. And I'm like, yeah, I got you. But I don't. I'm like a mile away down the street. Like, bye, kid. You know what I mean? And it's just like, I can't wait for those moments in my life. And I think like a father, when their kid is coming off their training wheels and going to be riding a bike on two wheels, I think just like that sort of father, I think God encourages Joshua. I think God encourages Joshua like a father. I mean, Joshua, he, he may have had some doubts. And he may have had some large consuming insecurities. He may have been completely intimidated by what was next. And he may have just wanted to to hold on to now. He may have wanted to stick with what he knew. He may have wanted to stick with the training wheels. But isn't isn't it nice to know that God never belittled him for lack of faith? He didn't tear him down for his fear. Instead, God encourages him. He doesn't give up. He doesn't tell Joshua, good luck, you're on your own. He doesn't say, fine, I'm going to pick someone else if you're so scared. Imagine if you told that to your kid trying to ride a bike, like, oh, you can't do it? Get out of here. I'll find a new son. You know what I mean? No. God encourages him. He, He says, don't worry. Don't be fearful. Be strong and very courageous. He says, be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. He says, in other words, you are prepared. You learned everything you needed to know on your way to next, and now next is here. Take what you have, remember who I am, and move to next. I am with you. I will not fail you. I will not abandon you. I am empowering you, Joshua, to fulfill what I've called you to do. I think we learn here that the key from moving now to next is knowing that the same God who is in your now is the same God who's in your next. The same God who is in your now is the same God who is in your next. Mac and I, we have these friends. They're actually her friends, but I kind of like them too, so they're kind of my friends now, right? And uh, their names are Emma and Justin, and uh, we had them over not long ago for dinner, and they were telling us, like, yeah, we're going to move. Um, and I was like, oh, where? You know what I mean? It's, where are you going? And they're like, across the world. <laughs> we're like, we're going to become missionaries in another country. And I was like, oh, cool. Are you, are you just like, what, like how are you, you going to do that? And they're like, you know, honestly, we don't really know. We just know that God is calling us to it. And I know that he is going to give us the financial means. He's going to do what he's going to do to get us there. And I was like, Wow, 
okay. And Justin was like, look it, I know, what I, I know how it's going to be. I know that it's going to be okay. I know what I have to do, and there's some fundraising that I got to do, but I know that God's going to give us all of it. He's going to provide for us to do this because he's calling us to do it. And he said, here's how I know that. He said, this isn't the first time I've done this. I was like, what? He said, I, I've, done, I've done this before. He said, I went, I lived in Kenya, and I lived there. Didn't have a job the whole time I was there. I just focused on what God was calling me to do. And he said, you know, it was intimidating at first. He said, it, it was hard at first. I had to find the courage. I had to find the strength and the faith to rely on solely God. And he said it was crazy. It was crazy because when I put the faith and trust in God, the finances came in. He said, when I, when I just focused on what God was calling, to me, calling me to next, he empowered me to fulfill it. You know, I, I, I bet that's not the first time you've heard of God proving that when he calls you, he empowers you. I, I bet there's a time in your life where that's happened. I bet there's a time in your life where that has happened. And I can think about times in my life where it's happened. And he's proven who he is to me. And my friends, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It says in Hebrews 13, 8, that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I'm going to tell you, if he has brought you to where you needed to be before, and he is calling you to where you need to be next, you can trust him. If he has brought you to where you needed to be before, and he's calling you to where you need to be next, you can trust him. Be strong and courageous in the face of change and uncertainty. Be confident in the transitions. Because if you're following Jesus, you're right where you need to be. For some of you today, the next in your life may be starting a relationship with Jesus. The next in your life may be making Jesus the center of your life. For some of you, it, it may be that God, God is calling you to the next level in your faith. For some of you, he is calling you to leave the things that are, that are hindering your walk with him now and the sin keeping you from next. Maybe for some of you, God may be encouraging you today that he is the same God that saw the Israelites out of Egypt. The same God that gave them the promised land. The same God that sent his one and only son for you. And that same Jesus, that Jesus is in your corner. The same Jesus is a Jesus that will never fail you. It's the same Jesus that will never abandon you. All your fears and doubts and insecurities and what God is calling you to do next can go away. <laughs> Because the same Jesus who is in your now is the same Jesus in your next. Can I get an amen? We can be confident. We can be confident. We can be strong. We can be courageous. We can be very courageous in moving from now to next. I don't know where Jesus is moving you to. 
I don't know if he's calling you to just focus on now. I don't know if he's bringing you next. I don't know if you have any fear or anxiety of where he's leading you, but I can tell you that where Jesus is calling you, you already have victory.